Welcome, friends. You are listening to the podcast for First Christian Church in Fort Myers, Florida. To learn more, join us online at fccfm.org. It is a blessing to be able to share God's Word with you today. Thanks for joining us. Have you ever had one of those moments? Maybe you were filling up with gas and and somebody walked up to you and they asked you for $5 to, to help them fill up their gas tank. And you look over and there's a beat up old pickup truck and, and they have this sad look on their face and, and you, you kind of feel bad for them, but you kind of wonder if they're taking you for a ride. And you, you have this tension inside between what you think Jesus might have you do and then just being kind of judgmental, like trying to judge whether or not they really need or deserve your help. Or maybe somebody walked up to you when you were downtown for the boat show or a music festival and someone asked you for money, or maybe it was one of those panhandlers with a cardboard sign on a curb at a stoplight, and you see that and you have this tension inside and you don't really know what to do. And if you don't have any cash on you, it's just easy to say, sorry, I don't have any money on me. But if you do have something you can give, what do you do? Well, I have to be honest with you and, and, and say most of the time, my cynical nature takes over and I say, sorry, I can't help you. But I do struggle with that tension. And sometimes I do, if I really feel compelled, I, I do help out. But even when I do, I almost never feel great about those particular moments. Anybody been there? Like, I literally had something like that happen to me this past week in the parking lot outside of our office buildings as I was about to go over this sermon. And a guy approached me, and, and essentially I told him no. And, and then I walked into my office, and I opened my notes, and I was like, are you kidding me? Well, welcome to FCC. This is week number two of a new sermon series called Stuff Christians Say that shares some of the things Christians often say in popular culture. And and then we evaluate whether or not these statements are true or helpful or biblical. And today we're gonna continue this series with the often quoted statement that God helps those who help themselves. How many of you have heard that statement before? I've actually heard people say that to people who are in need. And I gotta be honest, I've been inclined to think it or say it once or twice myself. And so I wonder how many of you think that's a a true statement? How many of you think that's a, a helpful statement? How many of you think that's, That's a biblical statement. Well, those are all questions we want to answer today in Stuff Christians Say. But first, I want to tell you the story about a very, very religious man. 
Once upon a time, there was a very religious man, and he was caught in rising floodwaters, and he climbed onto the roof of his house, and he trusted God to rescue him. And, and a neighbor came by in a canoe, and he said, the flood will soon be over your house. Jump in. Let's paddle together in safety. And the religious man replied, no, thank you. I have prayed to God, and I know he will not let these floodwaters overtake me. Well, a short while later, emergency services came by in a boat, and they said, the waters will soon be over your house. Jump in, and we'll take you to safety. And the religious man replied again, no, thank you. I have prayed to God, and, and I trust that he will not let these waters overtake me. And a little while later, a rescue helicopter hovered overhead and let down a rope ladder and said through a megaphone, the waters will soon be over your house. Climb up the ladder, and we'll fly you to safety. And the religious man called back, no, thanks. I've prayed to God, and he will save me. Meanwhile, the floodwaters continued to rise until soon they eclipsed the, the roof of his house, and the religious man was taken in the current, and he drowned. And then when he arrived in heaven, he demanded an audience with God. Ushered into the throne room, he said, Lord, why am I here in heaven? I prayed to you, and I, I prayed you would save me. I prayed that you would stop those floodwaters from overtaking me, and you didn't. I trusted you to rescue me from that flood. And then the Lord replied, yes, you did, my child. And I sent you a canoe, a boat, and a helicopter. But you never got in. Wouldn't you agree there are many, many different ways that God helps us. God helps us by putting his Holy Spirit in us to comfort us and convict us. And, and God helps us by giving us his wisdom through his word in the Bible. And, and God helps us by sending friends to walk with us through life. And, and God helps us by speaking to us sometimes tough words that we need to hear that he speaks to us through other people. And, and sometimes God helps us by inspiring other people to help meet our needs. And, and sometimes God helps us by performing miracles in our lives. But I think we would all agree there are many different ways that God helps us. But the fact remains that many people, when they think of God's help, they think of this famous phrase that God helps those who help themselves. In fact, comedian Jay Leno once sent his camera crew onto the street to ask random people to name just one of the Ten Commandments. And the most common answer given was, God helps those who help themselves which is decidedly not one of the Ten Commandments. But is the phrase biblical? A while back, the Barna Group took a poll on this particular phrase, and they discovered this, that 53% of all Americans, Christians, non-Christians, churchgoers, the unchurched, 53% of all Americans believe the phrase, God helps those who help themselves, is biblical. So what about among Christians? Well, 68%... A majority, a large majority of professed born-again Christians believe the phrase is biblical. And 81% of all people who claim in the United States claim belief in Jesus say this phrase is biblical. And it just so happened, turns out, the non-Christians are more informed than the Christians because, in fact, the statement is found nowhere in the Bible. 
that. Yeah, but, it, but it's scriptural. Well, yeah, it, it is scripture. It's just not biblical scripture. It actually comes from the Quran, which says Allah does not change the condition of people until they change what's in themselves. But guess what? It's, it's not even original with the Quran. The phrase actually goes back to Greek society some four to 500 years before Christ, and yet it's become one of those statements that Christians quote as gospel truth. I agree with Shane Pruitt. He wrote a column for Relevant Magazine. It was called Seven Unbiblical Statements Christians Believe, which, by the way, was the inspiration for this series. But here's what Pruitt writes about the statement, God helps those who help themselves. This statement is actually anti-gospel. Obviously, God gives us gifts and talents that we're supposed to use, but self-reliance and self-righteousness actually gets in the way of the work of God. So what we're doing every week of this series is we're sharing some of the stuff Christians say and then we're examining whether or not it is in fact biblical. Here's a hint up front, it's not. And then what we're gonna do is propose better, more biblical statements. And today we're actually gonna propose three statements that sound similar but are more biblical, more helpful, more truthful, and more gracious than the original statement that God helps those who help themselves. So here is a more biblical version of that famous statement. If you like taking notes, here is the first more biblical statement. Not God helps those who help themselves, but God helps those who deny themselves. And that's what Jesus says in Luke chapter 9, verses 23 through 25. Check it out. It says, then he said to them, whoever wants to be my disciple must what? Help themselves. No. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and let yet lose or forfeit their very self, their very soul? Fundamental to understanding the gospel, it's understanding that those who give away receive more. It's understanding that those who lower themselves are the ones who are Lifted up. It's understanding that those who die to themselves are the ones who receive abundant life. And yet, as Christians, we so often commingle our cultural values with Christianity, and we buy into this lie that those who take more, those who buy more, are the ones who get more, that those who lift themselves up and push themselves ahead are the ones who are exalted, that those who pursue their own happiness are the ones who live the happiest lives. God helps those who help themselves far more in line with traditional American values than authentic Christian values. Jesus said you have to lose your life to save it. He said you have to deny yourself to gain the world. So what does it mean to deny? Luke chapter nine, verse 23. Well, it means to affirm no connection to or no acquaintance with. 
It's the very same word used to describe what Peter did to Jesus the night Jesus was arrested and the day before he was crucified. Remember, Peter denied Jesus. Now, we're not supposed to deny Jesus. We're supposed to deny ourselves. What would it look like for us to deny ourselves, to live our lives as if we had no connection to or no acquaintance with our own agenda, our own needs, our own wants, our own desires? I mean, do we ever really deny ourselves? Do we ever deny something we want in order to give to someone in need? Or do we ever deny our right to respond to someone's personal attack? Do we ever deny responding on social media when we disagree with someone? Do we always or almost always exercise our right to help ourselves? Perhaps God doesn't help those who help themselves because they don't, need, they, they don't know they need his help. It may be Christianity in our culture, if it is in decline, perhaps it's in decline because, I mean, we can help ourselves to almost anything and everything, and we don't have to trust God for much of anything. I mean, think about it. We have, we have water readily available from our faucets. We have shelter over our heads. We get to heat and cool our air for comfort. The shelves of our grocery stores are stocked with almost everything we could ever want. The gas at our service stations never runs dry, except after a hurricane. But I mean, think about it. We, we even build houses for our cars. We've got it pretty good. Even the poorest Americans are far richer than most of all the other humans on earth. And perhaps we don't realize how much we need God. So every minute, every moment, we don't realize how much we need God because we are so exceedingly independent and self-sufficient and well cared for already. Perhaps if there was any blessing in what we have faced the past few months since Hurricane Ian, it's just getting back to the sense that we know every single day, every single moment, we need God and we need each other. Maybe that's something that we had forgotten. Well, that leads me to the second way to make that famous statement more biblical. God helps those who help themselves. No. God helps those who help others. Luke chapter six, verse 38, Jesus said this. He said, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken over, running together. It will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. You know, the Bible is very clear from the Old Testament to the New Testament. When we help others, God helps us. God blesses us. I mean, we're blessed. Why? Well, because we get to experience the joy of helping others, and that's an incredible joy. And we're also blessed because God promises a special provision for us when we help others. And, and of course, we're blessed because when we help others, and maybe this is the most important reason, when we help others, we become more God-like. I mean, think about it. The whole message of the gospel is that God helps others, that God helps us. 
that God became a man and he shared our struggles and yet remained without sin, that he died a horrible, painful, sacrificial death on the cross. And he did so to show us the height and the depth and the width and the breadth of his love. And then he defeated death to prove his power over death. I mean, the whole point of the gospel is that God helps others. And so when we help others, we become more like God. But sometimes we struggle in our desire to help others. We say we want to and we know we should, we struggle. And and one of the reasons we struggle is because we've been there, done that, and we know it can get messy. We give up our food to help the hungry. We give up space in our lives to help the homeless. We give compassion and grace to the addict. We make margin in our day to encourage the lonely. We open our hearts to heal the brokenhearted. And if you've done that before, you know it can get messy and it can get messy real fast. But we'll become more like God. And the reason it gets messy is because the reality is that when people are hurting, they hurt people. Hurting people hurt people. But it's the hurting people who need the most help. And honestly, when we think about Jesus, we we see two things. One, we see that those were the people he had such a heart for. And then the other thing is, I mean, honestly, is there anything messier than the cross? The blood and the sweat and the tears and the spit, there's nothing messier than the cross. But Jesus went to the cross. Helping others is worth the mess. The cross is the ultimate demonstration of God's help for humanity. And if we want God's help in our lives, then we should commit ourselves to generously helping others. So God helps those who deny themselves and God helps those who help others. And here's the third way to make that statement more biblical. God helps those who help themselves. No. God helps those who cannot help themselves. Luke chapter five, verses 27 through 32. After this, Jesus went out and he saw a tax collector by the name of Levi and he was sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And Levi got up and he left everything and he followed him. And then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect, they complained to Jesus' disciples, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. And then Jesus said this, I have not come to call the righteous. I've come to call sinners to repentance. So you read those verses and you just, who is it that Jesus helps? It's not the healthy, not the righteous, but the sick. It's not those who think they can help themselves, but it's the the sinners, those who know they cannot. You know, Jesus had little use for the Pharisees. You see it throughout the Gospels. The Pharisees were the religious leaders who were so self-reliant and they were so self-righteous and Jesus had little use for them. You know why? Because you cannot help anyone who does not know that they need help. But those who know they need help, well, you can help them. 
Look at what Jesus says, Luke 4, 18 and 19. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Why? To proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, the recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. To whom was Jesus sent to share the good news of the gospel? He was sent to the poor, the prisoner, the blind, the oppressed, not to the people who thought they could help themselves, but to the people who knew beyond any doubt that they could not. So let me just summarize the good news of the gospel for you today. God does not help those who help themselves. God helps those who deny themselves. God helps those who help others. And God helps those who cannot help themselves. We don't see people in need and say, God helps those who help themselves. We see people in need and we find out how best God wants us to bless them. That's what the Bible teaches. That's the kind of life Jesus calls us to, and that's the truth of the matter. So what do we do with that? Well, first of all, we are gonna stop saying God helps those who help themselves, right? Because it's unbiblical, it's anti-gospel, in fact, it's anti-Christ, Second thing we're gonna do, and this is what we're gonna do for this series, we're gonna be willing to have our earthly values shaped by the values of Jesus. We're gonna be willing to openly and honestly even consider things we have said or believed all of our lives and bring that to the light of Jesus and say, does it stack up? And when it doesn't, we're gonna be willing to change no matter how long we've held on to that. And then third, we're all gonna do something this week to apply this message. And here's what we're gonna do this week. This is our takeaway for today. Here it is. I wanna challenge you. I wanna encourage you. Deny yourself something. Not just go give, but deny yourself something this week in order to help someone who maybe cannot help themselves. Maybe you have, I don't know, family pizza night on Friday night at your house and it costs $50 for your whole family. What about buying pizza for a neighbor, you know, is struggling instead. Maybe you and your spouse or or your significant other, maybe you have a date night twice a month. How about taking the $100 you would normally spend on one of those dates and giving it to a young couple who may not have the money to spend and then volunteering to watch their kids so that they can go out on a date. Maybe you skip eating lunch sometime this week and you fast over lunch and and you go out and you take that money and you go to the grocery store and you buy some groceries for our homeless ministry here at FCC. Deny yourself something this week to help someone that maybe cannot help themselves. And if you do that, and I hope you will, just wanna say, don't post it on Facebook. Nobody needs to know. Just do it. Several years ago, I saw a movie. It was called Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, uh, which I thought would be a comedy, but it was actually a movie about war reporting in the Afghan war. And I just want you to know, pretty crude, definitely not recommending it. 
but it had some good points. And uh, there were several times in this movie where there was this little boy, and, and this little boy was a beggar. And, and this, this boy, he had this scam where he was, he was hunching down and he was crying over these broken eggs. And, and the American soldiers and the American reporters, they would see him and they would feel sorry for him and they would, they would give him money. But it, it, was a, it was a scam. Like, he did it all the time. He would stage the broken eggs. He would stage the tears. And at the beginning of the movie, he, he fooled the character played by actress Tina Fey. And, and then at the end of the movie, he fooled her boyfriend who gave the little boy $100. And the character played by Tina Fey, she, she saw this happen and she said to her boyfriend, she said, she said what are you doing? Like, why are you giving him all that money? Don't you know it's a scam? And her boyfriend was like, scam or not, he's still a little boy begging in the streets. The next time you're confronted with a person in need and you're tempted to think, well, God helps those who help themselves. Remember our message for today. God helps those who deny themselves. God helps those who help others. God helps those who cannot help themselves. Remember that and then go do do what God does. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us to see this world through your kind eyes, with your heart of compassion, with your desire to be an ever-present help in time of need, and help us to be a help to others and in ways that will draw people back to you. In Jesus' name. pray this message has been a blessing to you. If we can pray for you or encourage you in any capacity, please let us know at FCCFM.org.